wiggles, not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Cherries and tea with Nanny B. What perfect timing. The tea is freshly brewed, and my neighbor Jules will be joining us with a story any minute now. Why, whoever could that be? H Hello? How may I help you? Hello, Nanny Bee. It's Jules, your neighbor with a story. What a coincidence. Oh, come in. I was just telling our listening friends about you and your story. We have a caller as well with a wonder word. Isabel, and I have a wonder word for you. It's kaleidoscope. The wonder word! A kaleidoscope is a mixture of patterns and colours. It can even be in a tube you look into and twist around to change the pattern. Bye, Nanny Listen carefully and see if you can find Isabel's wonder word in today's tale. Speaking of tales, are you ready for a story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, then... The Interstellar Optic Smeller Radiographic Alien Teller, adapted for radio. Marley O'Connery lived on a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on that farm she had some ducks and some pigs, a couple cows and lots of chickens. I mean, there's always room for chickens. What there wasn't room for was the spaceship. She was trying to hide behind the barn when the corn was high, in the silo when the wheat was low, and under the bales of hay when the cows weren't hungry. Marley wanted to tell her family, but the timing never seemed right. There was always something going on. Marley meant to tell her brother when he wasn't practicing for the moose fest. She was going to tell her mother when she wasn't mending something on the farm. And she might have even told her uncle, if he wasn't working a second job at the Hodgepodge Bakehouse, home of the famous Pragel. <laughs> That's a pretzel crossed with a bagel, for those of you who don't know. This wasn't Marley's plan. I mean, to hide aliens and their ship. It happened by surprise. One hot Summer's night, after the Burning Feet Beer Festival, where no feet were burnt, but beer definitely made it festive. Marley left early to add the finishing touches to her science fair project. An interstellar, optic-smeller, radiographic alien teller. Marley's always wanted to be a star. Oh, not the singing and dancing, tabloid romancing kind of star. No, she wanted to be an actual star, way up in the sky, far away from their farm in Muskegon County, shining, always shining, flooding the night with sparkling light for all the world to see, and around the clock, as Marley says, it's always night somewhere. There's always someone to shine on, someone to light up. That is why she built the interstellar optic smeller radiographic alien teller. But uh, I'll come back to that later. Even before that science fair project, Marley had tried to be a star at home. For her mother, who lost her sparkle when Papa moved away to start another family. She tried to shine for her uncle, who'd left his job in IT to help Mama on the farm. 
when Uncle Kitch wasn't working. He was worrying about working and wishing he was still in an office pushing paper instead of baling hay. She couldn't shine for Lawrence, her teenage brother. When Papa left, Lawrence left. Not physically, just emotionally. He used to be so chatty and sociable, but now he just hides or escapes, anything to avoid a conversation. Marley wanted to shine for them all, to bring back their smiles. Whenever she was home from school, she would set the table without being asked and keep her room extra tidy. But Marley couldn't seem to lighten the mood. That's when the invention started. Inventions to bring light into her home. She won ninth place for her pedal-powered jack-o'-lantern at the local pumpkin fest. Most enthusiastic ribbon she won. It did light up the porch until the pumpkin turned to mush. She made a solar-powered spearmint sunbed from recycled gum wrappers and did a lot of chewing that month. None of the family was too keen to lie in a bed of gum wrappers. Oh, then there was her diamante disco ball covered in bottle caps. With the right lighting, it almost sparkled a kaleidoscope of colors around the dining room. The annual science fair was the perfect excuse to pull out all the stops, to literally shoot for the stars, or rather shoot for one star. All it would take was one star to brighten the world. The sun, Marley had been told, was a kind of star, and it does a plenty good job. Just imagine how much brighter the world would be with two. No more lurking in dark shadows or fumbling in the dark. Sun to light the day, and Marley's closer star to light the night, just as bright. Now, let's be clear. Marley knew you couldn't just lasso a star and pull it a bit closer. No, her, her plan was to nudge it a bit closer with a passing ship. Accuracy wasn't a concern as the night sky is packed full of stars. She was sure any would do. All she needed was an interstellar optic smeller radiographic alien teller to make contact with an alien race who were in the area, persuade them to nudge a gigantic flaming star, and bingo, job done. Marley was ever the optimist. The interstellar optic smeller radiographic alien teller was making good progress. After several trial runs, it was nearly ready. Marley just wanted to add some decorative elements. Presentation is everything. She'd filled her pockets with a kaleidoscope of colored beer caps from the Burning Feet Beer Festival. They would be the perfect addition to her project. Surely this would be her crowning glory. She'd already sent some practice messages saying, Attention passing aliens, I need your help. Not entirely confident that her calculations were accurate. Would they get the message in time for the fair? Marley hung on to that hope as she walked back home under the night sky. Up above were so many suitable stars. She wondered which one would become a bright light for the night. But as she was trying to choose, she saw one of them fall from the sky, and 
It looked like it landed behind their barn. Marley ran home, and the kaleidoscope of bottle caps bounced out, leaving a trail behind her. The light that had fallen was so bright, it surrounded their barn like a halo, and there was a whirring sound, slowing to a stop. Then a shape was visible in the halo's light. Maybe it was an angel, she thought, with flailing wings either side, wings that started to look more like arms, like an extra set of arms and and a head twice as big as their body, and feet like flippers, so they waddled as they walked. On closer inspection, she was not convinced they were angels. Good, good evening, she said, trying to sound friendly. Good, 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 good evening, the definitely not an angel replied. Attention, passing aliens, I need your help, they added. Oh, goodness me, thought Marley. I should have sent a more detailed message. She explained this to the alien, that was the closest she could get to his actual name, and he wasn't traveling alone. From behind the barn came two others, and Marley asked if she could just call them Zli, G, and Gui. They agreed. Her mutilation of their native language was painful. They, on the other hand, became more and more proficient in speaking English. It seems every word they hear they remember, and Marley uses a lot of words. Eventually, they came to understand what she probably should have put in the message, that she wanted a spaceship to nudge a star. They were not that ship. They did not have the ability to nudge a star with their ship. It was made of gelatin and would simply melt on contact. Marley enjoyed their company. They spent warm summer nights telling her about their travels. They learned together and laughed together so much that Marley didn't want to think what she was thinking. She couldn't hide them forever. They needed to make their way home. This trip to Earth was against the alien traveler's code of conduct, so they had to sneak away unnoticed. Not that Muskegon County had many residents to notice, only one person per acre, but no aliens, and Zlee, G, and Gui wanted to keep it that way. The problem is, a spaceship requires fuel, even a gelatin spaceship. It took some time to figure out what kind of fuel they used exactly. It pop-up pops, said Zlee. Marley ran into her room and brought back a pack of popping candy. No, said G. It pops into little white clouds. Oh, oh, I know, I know, said Marley, and she returned with a cotton ball. No, said Gui. It smells of golden melted butter. Well, that stumped Marley, for a good three weeks, in fact, while she kept hiding the aliens. Zli, G, and Gui were just about to give up hope 
on the day Marley went on a school trip. The entire class had gone to the movies to see the much-anticipated return of the Jibberwacky. Oh, they had such fun. Each were allowed one juice box and a small bag of... Well, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Maybe you can guess what Marley felt when she reached into the bag. A bag full of something that popped into little white clouds and smelled of golden melted butter? You guessed it! Popcorn! She stopped eating and quickly stuffed the entire bag into her pocket. That bag stayed there until Marley returned home. She said a quick hello to the family and then snuck out to show the aliens what she'd found. It pops into clouds and smells of butter! The aliens couldn't stop smiling from antennae to antennae. We call it popcorn. Pop, popcorn, 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 popcorn. They shouted as loud as they could. Fortunately, their alien voices were so small no one could hear. That bagful was just enough to get Zlee, G, and Gui all the way home. Marley was so excited, she ran into the house to tell her family all about it. But then she thought she'd better not, you know, with the alien code and all. Instead, she just smiled a lot. And her smile made her mama smile and her uncle smile and even her ever-so-quiet brother smile. That happy dinner time was the beginning of many. With her smile alone... Marley brought light into her home and couldn't help but spread it around wherever she'd go. The end. Oh, thank you, Jules, for that enlightening story. You've really brightened up my day. Like Marley did. Marley and her alien friends. Oh, they were ever so helpful. Quite contrary to the aliens I've encountered. Oh, a surly lot they were. Not at all friendly like the ones in the story. Will we be so fortunate to have another any time soon? If you mean another story, then absolutely. I'll be back next week with more Tales and Tea. Go to nannybee.com. Go there to find all our episodes written out so you can read along with us. Tales and Tea is made for you, so do let us know how we're doing. You can leave a review and subscribe through podcast apps like Spotify or iTunes. Go on and leave a message for Nanny B, and you might be on the show. This has been a Toby Hall production for nannybee.com.